Welcome back. We have the final page in the story of an Alabama serviceman who died at Pearl Harbor. A little on the weather we might get in our state because of Florence, and why there were kangaroos on Dolphin Island recently. I'm Mike Morgan, down in Alabama. The remains of a serviceman from Alabama recovered at Pearl Harbor have been identified, reports AL.com's Lita Gore. Navy water tender second class Edgar Gross was from Athens, Alabama. He died during the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941, when the USS Oklahoma was struck by Japanese torpedoes. 429 crewmen on the ship were killed that day. Now, Gross was 39 years old when he died. His and others' remains were recovered in 1944, but they didn't have the technology at the time to identify a lot of them. So in 1949, the unidentified remains were classified as non-recoverable and buried at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in Honolulu. Now, of course, they could use DNA, dental, and anthropological analysis, and Gross's discovery was confirmed on September 5th. 72,866 Americans still remain unaccounted for from World War II. National attention is now turning toward the Atlantic coast, where Major Hurricane Florence is pretty much guaranteed to do some big damage. Now, the president came out yesterday and said Florence was going to be tremendously big and tremendously wet. And he's not wrong about that. At one point, it was about four times the size of the state of Ohio. And they're forecasting it to stall out near the coastline and dump a whole lot of rain on the Carolinas, maybe Virginia. Now, I have weather reporter Lee Morgan right here with me, which is extremely convenient. And Lee, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about what kind of weather we might see or not see right here in Alabama. Well, I um, right now it doesn't look like a whole lot. I talked with Chris Darden from the National Weather Service in Birmingham today, and he said if Florence stays on its current track, if, that's still not set in stone, but if it stays on its current forecast path, then Alabama might really not see too much in the way weather from Florence. Now, a shift southward or, or westward, could that could that make a difference? It could. It could bring some rain from that storm into the area, but right now they're thinking that we could maybe see uh, a broken outer band come through here, but I don't think they're very worried about it at this point. What we'll probably see is we're going to be on the, the outside of, of the storm, so to speak, so we'll have you know lower rain chances, believe it or not, and warmer weather. And that's an if. I mean, there's still lots of forecast uncertainty with this hurricane. They have their minds of their own. They can sometimes don't do what we expect them to do. So the best thing for us to do even here in Alabama is just keep an eye on the forecast in case things were to change. Yeah, be prepared ourselves and then be prepared to help out the folks over in some of our nearby yeah. states. Yeah, and also there's a couple of things that might be going on in the Gulf that we need to pay attention to too. There is a, a tropical wave that's um, getting ready to move into the Gulf of Mexico. The Hurricane Center has given it a 70% chance of becoming a tropical depression in the next few days and said that could happen as soon as Thursday night. So that would be something to worry about. If it could strengthen enough to get a name, that would be Joyce. Um, but And then there's behind that, there's uh, Tropical Storm Isaac, which is supposed to come through the Caribbean. I come into the Caribbean on, on 
around Thursday, and that's another one we'll have to watch just in case to see where it goes. Is that going to scoot across the Gulf, or is it going to turn like they do and come up this way? Well, no one really knows for sure, but right. a lot of the forecast models having it just heading straight west, where it might be more of something for Central America to worry about than us right now. Right, right. Well, we you know we all need to know exactly what's going to happen right now. Wouldn't that be nice? One more question about the forecast, but and then I'll leave you alone. Hurricane Florence, do you also think it's going to be tremendously big and tremendously wet when it makes landfall? <laughs> Thanks, Lee. I don't know why everybody's getting such a kick out of that, but I'm the last person who needs to pick on how people say things. And seriously, we just hope that everybody can stay safe over there near the coast. This podcast is recorded, of course, so as Lee said, these things can change as we go. Well, there's an awful lot of things that you might see at a Gulf Coast beach before kangaroos. The sea turtles laying eggs, horseshoe crabs during their breeding season, dolphins chasing needlefish up onto the sand. But over Labor Day weekend on Dolphin Island, it was a pair of kangaroos that people were going crazy over, reports AL.com's Michelle Matthews. Now, the kangaroos weren't lost. The two female joeys were the pets of a Louisiana couple, Valerie and Mike Tony, who were vacationing over the holiday. Ruby Roo and Kelly Roo, eight and seven months old respectively, were all over social media after drawing attention at the beach and later at the Pelican Pub for dinner. Their names end in Rue, and that's spelled R-O-U-X. If somebody from Geneva asks why, tell them that's how people from Louisiana spell things. Well, back home, the two Joeys joined seven-year-old Molly Rue and four-year-old Teddy Rue, along with some deer on five fenced acres. And in case my youngest daughter doesn't already want to leave us and go live with the Tonys and their kangaroos and deer, Valerie said that she would like to add a giraffe someday. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back here tomorrow. Till then, y'all come see us on the internet at al.com. 